Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross, a personal development expert with over 18 years experience developing leaders, entrepreneurs and business owners. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of the inner work to get you out of your own way by helping you take what you learn here and put it into practice so you can truly thrive in life and in business. And by the way, before we dive in, if you want to work with me and take this work even deeper, just pop me a message and inquire about my services or head to tlb.org.uk UK, TLB stands for Thrive Life and Business, where you'll find all the information that you need. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Hello, welcome back to episode 166, where I'm going to be taking you through everything you need to know about what I do. So I hope that this episode serves you not only in explaining what I do with my own clients, but also helping you to make a more informed decision about whether you want to take your personal development to the next stage. You know, in the month of May, I'm my focus, my intention is evolution. It's talking about our evolution, our personal development, our growth. A lot of that is about respecting who we really are and unlearning some of the stuff that we've picked up along the way about who we feel like we should be. And so I just can't see a better opportunity, a better time to talk to you about what I do with my clients in a really unfiltered way. I want to talk to you about the tangible and intangible results and the value of the work that I do. I'm going to invite some of my clients onto the Inner Work Conversation to give you the insights from their perspective. So I'm really excited about that, not only because it's an opportunity for me to catch up with them, but it's an opportunity for you guys to hear the real behind the scenes in my clients' words of what their experiences have been and how it's changed their day-to-day, but also how it's changed their future. One of the clients that I'm going to be bringing back on She originally talked to me all the way, right at the very beginning of the Inner Work conversation. So this is episode number four. (laughs) It's episode number four and it's called, Is Coaching Really, like really worth the investment? And that was actually recorded. Let's see the date. That was recorded on the 18th of November, 2020. 2020. Now, the reason why I've invited this particular client back onto the Inner conversation is because I want you guys to hear what happens after the coaching experience. What happens when a one-to-one client has worked with me and what the sort of longer term implications are, ramifications, positive impacts are to the work that we did together. This person is also, they, she continued on her journey from her one-to-one experience through into the Thrive First Method. So she practices that too. So I'm just really excited to bring her onto the conversation. I've got other clients I'm bringing on. But today, anyway, coming back to the point, I want you to hear it in my words. I'm going to be talking about how coaching and, and working alongside a coach really helps. I'm going to be talking to you about unfiltered, what are the results that you can expect why are they valuable? How will they change your day-to-day experience in life and business? Because like I always keep saying, this is not life-changing as in your external world will still present to you what it does currently. Just like winning the lottery doesn't change your life. It just changes your ability and your privileges that you have navigating that. It's a little bit the same. And why is it worth it? Let's have it right. Every single service that you go out there and engage with will have a cost to it. 
coaching and the experience with me has a cost to it, both in financial terms and also in your time and energy. So I'm going to be talking about that today. So let me first start off by talking about how coaching really helps. Want to start off by saying I've been in learning and development for 18 years. I've literally lived and breathed this even before my career started in learning and development. It's just always been something that I am so passionate about. The work that we do, I'll start off there. We go in, we go deep, and it's from literally the moment that you sign up. It's not even from the first call. So let me start there. We start off by defining what you want. And I think that this is such an important place to start because when we define what you want, what <laughs> what we're also defining is what you don't want. We're getting clarity for you. When you sign up to work with me, you'll be in a position where you are a little bit fed up of your own shit. You've been fixating on what you don't want. And that has made you unable to move towards what you actually do want. And usually when people are in this stage, they haven't yet learned or developed the skill to be honest with themselves without judgment. They haven't yet learned the skills to dismantle the stories that they hold in their mind to be true and that are keeping them in the same behavioral loops that they're currently experiencing. And I think it would be really useful for me to include some examples because Sometimes it's just nice, isn't it? It's it's nice to be able to hear yourself in other people. It's nice to be witnessed and go, oh shit, it's not just me who feels that way. I'm taking from their initial forms, I've taken all of their initial forms and collated them into a document. So everything that you're about to hear are paraphrased versions of what my clients have given me. They're currently feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, exhausted, confused, struggling to let themselves be the real them in business, not good enough and fed up. They are ruled and driven by fear. And they're noticing that them acting from fear is causing them to stay small, stay stuck, be in, in loops in business and really causing them to be in inaction. That's the biggest thing I think that people get to a point when they're like, do you know what? I'm, I'm fed up of myself in this place. I'm fed up of myself in the place of knowing what I want or sometimes even burying what I want because I'm stuck in inaction. And it's usually because they're afraid of failure, which manifests in avoiding things, procrastination, self-sabotage, um, doing things poorly to a, to ensure failure, which I know can sound a little bit like what, but when we avoid something or we do it really badly, it's almost like we're in control of our own inevitable failure, as opposed to really going for it, really trying, putting your heart and soul into it, and then failing that might feel a little bit worse. They put a lot of pressure on themselves to be better, do more, do more. You can't have that, so don't even try. Afraid of judgment from others, won't be seen as knowing their stuff, good enough, credible. Thoughts like, everyone thinks you're shit, who are you to do that? And in their outer world, what they'll often be experiencing is time poor, overworking, struggling to take breaks, controlling, holding on to work, swooping in, and really feeling like a passenger in their own life rushing things through, not enjoying things, being physically there, but mentally elsewhere and having developed usually quite a toxic relationship with, with business. And on that note, the people that I work with, doesn't really matter whether they're employed or self-employed and run their own business. The key thing is they're autonomous over their own time. 
So whether it's in employment and they've got to a certain position whereby they are the ones who are in control of their schedule, they are the ones who make decisions about how they'll spend their time, or whether they run their own business and therefore they are the ones who (laughs) decide how they're going to spend their time, what they often notice is they've developed toxicity with the resources available to them, their time, their energy, their financial resources, their decision-making. Normally, that is just a symptom of what's going on in their inner world playing out. And on that note, therefore, they'll normally have poor relationships with their self, their body, time, money, decision-making. They'll be quite reactive. They'll be holding back from doing their best work and really, really going for it. And they'll have developed detrimental habits of trying to cope with overwhelm. So long days, no boundaries, no balance, nutrition, lack of exercise, disempowering thought loops, catastrophizing. So when we start the coaching experience off there, what you can probably hear is my clients are getting out what is going on at the moment. When they lay it all out, it's usually the first time that they're seeing things for what they actually are. And that's a huge part of what we're developing in them is to see things as they are. Because sometimes, whether we like it or not, we are the ones disrupting our own peace. Sometimes we are the ones not setting boundaries, not upholding boundaries, over-involving ourselves in situations that don't require us, not honoring ourselves, not honoring our needs, not being grounded in our own self-identity. And there are reasons for that, good reasons for that. We explore things like your upbringing, both personally and professionally, and we understand the reasons. But this experience is about taking responsibility of that, taking ownership of that, as opposed to recognizing that there may be reasons for it and using that as blame and using it as a reason or justification and staying there. That's the point of coaching is we do not stay there. I suppose that leads me on to the next benefit, what my clients then experience as we enter the coaching experiences, the opportunity to be witnessed. I think that there is a huge difference in thinking thoughts within your head or even getting them out in the likes of journaling. And so there's a huge difference between recognizing and raising your own self-awareness and creating change. And the difference I think with hiring a coach, someone who is experienced, someone who is qualified and trained to listen and train to expand your perspective on what you're currently classifying and believing as automatically the truth and facts. There is a huge difference because there is no judgment, there is no pacifying, there is no bias, there is no commitment to previous conditioning. And that's what I find with my clients is they often will tell me, and you'll hear this when my clients come on and speak probably, and you'll hear it in episode four where my client talked about it, Normally, when we go for a chat or a coffee with a mate, that space, it's not there to hold space for you evolving through what you've been through and what you're going through. When you're with a friend or when you're with family, that's a lovely space for you, hopefully, to be loved unconditionally. But it's not a space intentionally created for you to create shifts and move out of the things that are keeping you stuck, the things that are keeping you playing small, the behaviorals, the habitual thought loops that you find yourself in. That space is not created to facilitate your growth. And I want to I want to talk on that. I am fully aware of my role as a coach. And I, I know the difference between coaching and therapy, not only because I know it theoretically, but I've also experienced counseling. I've experienced therapy. And I'm very, very 
um, rigid on my boundaries of what I do as a coach, but I also know my role as a mentor and I also know my role as a trainer. And so I am very agile in my approach by sometimes offering them coaching, sometimes asking their permission to offer them guidance and advice. But ultimately that whole being witnessed piece, it's a huge part of the experience. And that's not only in your coaching sessions, that's also in the Voxer, the voice note access that you get. What a lot of my clients find is in between their sessions, this voice note access that they get, it's their opportunity to put down what they're going through and what they're experiencing in between sessions. And that is a huge part of this experience. The way that I facilitate my coaching is by using life and business as your playground to facilitate your development and your growth. I believe that you are always evolving, you are always developing, and the experiences that you have, good, bad, or indifferent in life, in business, they're there to help you grow. They're there to, some of them might be shitty, some of them might be the best things that you've ever experienced, and I believe that there's opportunity for growth in all of that. I believe that in the hardest, most challenging times of your life, there is opportunity for you to evolve, and I also believe in the most beautiful times of your life, there's opportunity for you to evolve, because when good things happen, it's on us to be able to expand our capacity to feel and carry and hold that joyous emotion. And a lot of us will sabotage our highest highs and we will get stuck in our lowest lows. And that's what I believe that this experience helps you to do is challenge yourself to ground yourself and stay remained grounded as you navigate the ups and downs of life and business. So what I want to start talking to you about next, I just want to give you some examples because you might be like, okay, but what actually happens in coaching calls. And I, I'm going to refer you back to an episode that I created. Just let me find the number. Hang on. Okay. So if you want like a tip of the iceberg experience of the work that I do, go to episode 116 of the Inner Work Conversation. Um, I'm not sure if I've titled this episode very well. It's Jomo, the joy of missing out. But in there, you're going to be guided through some workshop journal prompts, guiding you through when you're making decisions that don't feel aligned to you, not just the big ones, the small ones too, purchasing decisions, career choices, um, conversations, difficult conversations, all of which reflect the way that you spend your time. You realizing that it takes real courage to be really honest and invite vulnerability and intimacy into your decision making and your communication of those decisions. So in that episode, you're going to get like a slither of the work that we do. It's examples of the types of questions that you would experience in a coaching session. The difference with a coaching session or a coaching experience is it's tailored to you. There is no one size fits all. It is completely tailored to you. So let me start wrapping this episode up by talking about what, what this leads to ultimately. Now, as your coach, I track your progress throughout our experience together. So regardless of how long we are working together, and this literally goes from whether you've booked in a get unstuck call with me, which is 90 minutes long, all the way through to my one-to-one -one coaching experience, my job is to co-create change with you. And in order for me to do that, I need to be able to see where are you now? Where are you at A? Where do you want to be at B? And be able to, even with the things that seem intangible and almost subjective, be able to, to work with you to track that progress. What I mean by that is sometimes we can be like, okay, so I want to feel, here's what my clients say that they want to feel. They want to feel calmer, light, content, balanced, more grounded in the way they navigate business, happier, 
more confident, more self-assured, more liberated from their own fears, more on purpose, more intentional in business, strong on the inside, self-validated enough without someone telling them that they are enough and they want to feel more like themselves. Now you might be sitting there going, well, how do you track progress on that? How do you, how do you, that's, that's very intangible things. How do you track progress? One of the benefits of my experience in learning and development was those sort of five, 10 years that I spent developing competency frameworks for companies. So a competency is a behavioral definition and the ability to help organizations measure are our people performing against those competencies. So I have taken all of my experience in my career and I have applied it to my coaching experience so that my clients and I can assess and track their progress. So what you will learn in this experience, it's not only what you're developing and what you're evolving in yourself, but it's also the tools that you are taking away and you are taking into your future. You are, yes, going to be able to learn to raise your self-awareness, but so much more than that. You're going to be learning things like reframing and shifting your perspective. You're going to be learning to unlearn conditioning that doesn't serve you, being honest with yourself without self-judgment, without self-shaming. You're going to be making your fears earn their place. That's a huge one. What my clients will learn the ability to do is to not just accept what their mind and their thoughts tell them automatically, but instead develop a practice, whether that's a conscious one that they're sitting down to do or one on the go of sitting with the discomfort of their feelings and making their fears earn their place so that they can break through shitty thought loops, accept themselves, all of themselves, the shit bits and their brilliance, because that's the other thing. So a lot of my clients, they'll come to me initially and not only are they not accepting themselves because of their quote unquote weaknesses and shitty bits, but also their brilliance They're shying away from really shining out loud in life and in business because they're not fully owning who they are. Ultimately, what they're developing is self-trust. My experience, I never ever want to create any codependence. It's always about leading you back to what do you think? Learning, helping you learn how to trust yourself with your time, your decisions, your opinions, navigating the shit and creating the good to stop rushing through life and enjoy it enjoying your joy and seeing clearly what is true and what is just old stories and old conditioning playing out. Because let me tell you straight, it's going to be the case that you've developed the skills to work through it more effectively and to recognize, oh, I'm doing that thing again, and then to stop. And that is so that you can confidently create your best work. It's not making yourself wrong for being who you are. And from that place, you can then be driven by the opportunities of what is possible for you and what you want to commit to moving forward. You know, the work that we do together is deep, it's challenging. You're not, you're not only learning tools and developing skills and leadership strategies, but you're also working on your inner world. What that inevitably will cause is firstly, you cultivating a confidence within yourself to handle uncertainty and to have more clarity and ability to witness your thoughts, raise your self-awareness and challenge them and identify what you're feeling. I think that a lot of people, when they come to me, they are resisting their feelings, they're playing them out. So they're by sort of burying them, they're watching then how their feelings and emotions are then leaking out into life and business and sort of the ripple, the negative ripple effects of that. And ultimately what you're going to be developing is self-acceptance. It's identifying your behaviors versus the cost of continuing those behaviors and being committed to creating change. 
I want to wrap up this episode by sharing a little bit of my own experience. Being someone who has been in learning and development for a long time, interested in personal development, but the difference between learning and actually developing. So even though I've been in learning and development since I was 18, I would I used to devour books, workshops, courses, um, YouTube videos, everything that I could get my hands on. But a lot of what I did in the past, it was all to um, deflect away from the uncomfortable, the discomfort of the actual work I needed to do on myself. And what that would cause for me is blaming my circumstances, blaming my environment, blaming my job, blaming my boss. And don't get me wrong, there were some things that have happened in my life and business that can't argue with it. Shit. I have had to deal with infertility. I have had to deal with losing a parent very suddenly who I was really um, not ready to lose. Losing a parent very slowly who, I'll be honest, I was really ready to lose because I didn't want to see him go through that. You know, two very different experiences of loss. I've dealt with, you know, the experience of leaving employment and navigating being a business owner. All of these things, though, what I recognize is there is a way to navigate those situations in a way that is empowering for you and helpful for you and self-supported and a way to navigate those situations that keeps you stuck as the victim. And I know which one I would prefer having done and continuing to do my own work. And I suppose for me, what I've learned is identifying the tools and the skills for me to manage things for myself, like overthinking, like self-sabotage, like procrastination, noticing where my conditioning plays out in my current world and being able to be not be ignorant of that, but use it at the same time as making progress, being aware of it, allowing it to be in the car with me, but me being very steadily in the driver's seat of my own life and in my own business. And I think that it takes for some um, practices that are boring and consistent. You know, I track my cycle. I know myself. I know my own shit. I take ownership of my own shit. I take ownership of what I want. I think that's the scariest aspect of this work, if I'm completely honest. And I speak from my own personal experience and I speak on behalf of my clients here. When you take radical responsibility of yourself, you're not only taking ownership of your shit, you're also taking ownership of what you want. And when you actually put a stake in the ground and say, I am done with this, done with these circumstances, I am ready to create what I want. You realize that although there are factors, oh gosh, so many factors external to you that you may have little influence or control over, what you also realize is, but I'm gonna take responsibility of what I do have control over. And a lot of that is taking ownership of yourself, of your own thoughts, of the actions that you do, of the inactions that you that you avoid. When you do that, you have less codependence on other things and other people and therefore can be more in a position where you are driving your own life. You're brave enough to put your best work out there. You're confident as you're in yourself as a leader with your clients, with your team. You are showing yourself throughout it all. And this is why I've called the Thrive First Method the Thrive First Method. You're showing yourself throughout it all that you are worthy. You're worthy of the things that bring you joy. You're worthy of rest. Ultimately, all of that helps you to show up better in business, helps you to have a better relationship with yourself, helps you to use your resources more effectively, like your decision-making, your time, your money, your financial resources, and helps you make decisions with less drama, less worrying about what other people are going to think of you, and more worrying about what you think of you, more focus on 
your self-identity as opposed to outsourcing your identity based on what other people think about you. So those things are priceless. They're invaluable. I could teach you some tips and hacks. I could give you some templates. I could give you some journaling prompts like I do in the Inner Work Conversation. I think the, the one of the most downloaded episodes is the one about self-assurance. The episode is 105, Building Self-Assurance with Journal Prompts. It's one of my most downloaded episodes because I think, not that you guys know this, but it's the closest to my work. And so if if those kinds of things resonate with you, And if you've listened to this episode today and thought, you know what, it is my time, I would encourage you to reach out to me. Some of the packages that you'll see available on my website, we tailor them to you. When you get on a consultation call, it's not a sales call. It's for me, it's for me to run a training needs analysis on you and for us to mutually assess is this the right fit or not. And if you're not sure about what how that goes, again, listen to episode number four, where you'll hear my client explain what it was like to have a consultation call with me. So all of that said, I hope that this has given you an insight into what working with me is like, if it's worth it, how coaching actually helps, why is it valuable, how does it change your day-to-day experiences, but also your future, and is it time for you to take that next step and get in touch and assess whether this is something that you want to embark on or not for you. So all of that said, please, as always, never forget, I am always cheering you on. I am always hopeful to hear off the back of these conversations, how they've impacted you, what you've taken away from it, and what you're going to do next. So lots of other episodes referred to in this in this episode today. Go ahead and listen to them. I think I've referred to episode 105, Building Self-Assurance, episode four with my previous client, and episode 116 with the journaling prompts in there around you taking ownership of your choices. So go ahead and listen to all of them as well. Wrapping the episode up here, I hope that this served you. I have loved, I could talk for hours about this work because it brings me so much joy to see my clients go through it. So thank you for being with me today and I'll see you in the next episode. loved having you with me today. Now it's over to you. There are three things you can do straight away. Number one, have a think about what one thing stood out the most in this episode and how you can use it to create change in your life and business and message it to me. Just a simple act of writing it out and sending it to someone who gets it is usually enough to keep you accountable to take the next steps. Number two, think of one person who'd really benefit from hearing this episode today and send it to them. Tell them I said hi. And lastly, don't forget, if it's your time to take this work to the next level, pop me a message and ask about my services and we can see what would be the best fit for you. And as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.